Hello and welcome to the Show Up Dad. This is a podcast for hardworking fathers looking to level up their fathering skills and be more than just a paycheck or provider for their home. Today we're doing a little things different. Today we're bringing this episode to you live from California Lineworks Studios. I am pleased to welcome none other than Raul Gordado. He is a journeyman lineman who has been in the trade for 24 years and is now the director of T&D Operations at Sturgeon Electric, California. He has been married to his lovely and supportive wife, Letitia, for 18 years. They have one daughter, Madison, who's 11. Today, Raul is going to share with us what it takes for him to be a show-up dad. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, man. Welcome. I really uh, appreciate you coming out. How's things going for you? How's the trip? Dude, the trip was amazing. I mean, your guys' studio is just fantastic. You like it? it? Love it, dude. You guys are killing it. Killing it out here, bro. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, the, the team's worked hard. Um, I'm really impressed with, you know, ev- what everybody's doing out here. Um, you know, it, it, it took a long time to get here, but now that we're here, it feels good. So, appreciate you coming out. I know us collaborating there for a while took a little bit, but to get you and your family out here looking forward to dinner tonight and just, uh, you know, just having a good time. Absolutely, brother. Once again, just thank you so much, dude. Well, let's go ahead and kick this off, Raul. Mm-hmm. Can I have a? Can I have you give our listeners a little background about yourself, if you don't mind? Yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, Raul Gordado. Uh, currently, the uh, director for T and D um, Sturgeon Electric California, like you mentioned. Um, I grew up in Southern California here. Um, you know, about thirty minutes from here locally, um, in a kind of a desert area. Um, real, real rural. Um, you know, I, uh, started out of high school, I guess out of high school years, uh, started doing cable TV. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to college. Um, didn't really know my path at the time. Um, but I knew I was going to work. I knew I was going to be a tradesman at some point, um, which, which I was excited about, you know, I was ready to make money and, and kind of get out on my own. Um, I have, uh, two brothers. Uh, one of them that I work with here at Sturgeon, um, his name's Jesse. Um, I also have another brother who's a, a year younger than me, uh, Mario. Uh, he's uh, very, very successful. He's also a director at a pretty big company. Um, I won't mention, but he, he's doing well for himself as well. Um, so I think we had a good, uh, a good upbringing. You know, we, um, uh, we had really loving parents, all of us, you know, was, uh, we were in a really disciplined household. Um, like I said, very loving. Uh, my dad, he, uh, he was real strict. Um, he was a hardworking, um, hard, hard, very hardworking father. Um, from what I can remember, we were always, we were always on the go. Um, we were always doing things. He always kept us busy. You know, he was also my t-ball coach. Um, mm-hmm. He was also my little league coach. Um, he kept us really engaged um, in, you know, team sports. I think that's where, you know, a lot of us got our discipline from, mm-hmm. you know, he, um, he really taught us that, um, my mom, I can't, I can't leave her out of the equation either. Uh, she was, she brought a lot of good values to us, you know, as, as, as young men, um, she bring, you know, just being humble. Um, she's, she, she listens, she's a good listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and like most house, most households, you know, it was a, it was a Latin family. So, you know, we were, we were, we were bred to respect your elders. You know, it was, you know, when, when mom speaks, you listen. And when your uncles came over, you gave them hugs and you, you addressed your elders all the time, you know, and you, it really taught us that, um, the importance of family, Mm -hmm. you know, and I could really appreciate that, you know, today as being a leader. Um, so then, like I said, I started in cable TV. That was a little bit of my family. Um, I'm married obviously with, um, with one, with one daughter, she's 11, um, my wife, she's a, man, she's a strong soul. Um, for those that know my wife, she's, she's, she's fun to be around. Um, she's definitely, um, somebody that I look up to. Um, she's taught me a lot, you know, here recently, just, she's got a lot of uh, discipline in herself and what it takes to just, just to raise a daughter. As you know, she, my daughter's 11, but she might as well be going on 15. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of challenges with, with society and, um, you know, what's going on in the world today. Um, I think the kids are just growing up way too fast and I'm seeing that firsthand. Um, so yeah, like I said, I started, um, I'm a, I'm a lineman by trade. Um, 
but I think I'm, you know, I'm passionate about leadership mm-hmm. and passionate about doing the right thing. And what we're doing here, you know, inviting you out here is a really just a, a way to improve culture and to hopefully, you know, get another way of effectively communicating with all of our guys out there, not just guys that work at Sturgeon, but the entire workforce, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there's a message to be said, you know, I, I, we, we totally dig what you're, what you're doing for us. Um, enjoy us in your podcast and, you know, your message. Um, yeah. So, um, kind of funny story. I, I started as a, like I said, a cable TV lineman and I never, I didn't, didn't know what line work was. I'm first generation lineman. Mm-hmm. And I ran into a, uh, rest in peace now. He's, he was, a he was a business manager at the time at the union and, and, um, uh, we were kind of at the same location. He said, man, you need to get in line work. You know, that's, you're already doing the work. You, you, you should, you should be a power lineman. And I said, man, what's that? What are you talking about? And he t- kind of gave me his business card. He says, you need to go down to the apprenticeship and you need to apply. And so I did, I, I just kind of did some research and try to figure out the time, you know, asked around and actually asked my coworkers and he's all, man, that'd be a good job if you can get into it. I mean, it pays well. And I think that was the, the initial reason why we get, we all get in is cause it pays well, mm-hmm. you know, before we even know about it. Um, so just like today, you know, I go down and apply and it's, you know, it's, it's a board. You're sitting in front of a board and you have to, you got five minutes to sell yourself. Yeah. That's pretty much it. You, you, they don't, uh, take a much bunch of time and figuring you out. You got five minutes and either you're going to do this or you're not. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember I, you know, I hit it off with one of the, one of the board members that were there really well. We had a good conversation, you know, we we're talking and, and I didn't know the work, but I knew I could climb. I knew I had the the physical capability of doing the work. And, uh, he says, okay, um, we'll be calling you. And pretty, pretty soon I get a phone call, you know, next couple of days and, and I'm working, but they said, we need you to report to your first job site. Mind you, I don't have a class A, you know, the requirements were different back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I got indentured in, in actually in 1997. So, you know, you showed up with no class A, they gave me a list of tools that I ran to Home Depot to grab, you know, the 420 channel locks and the hammer and the screwdriver and the skinny knife. And, and I think we all have that story, you know, and, yeah. and me being first generation lineman, I had to, I had to bring some, some of the values that I was, I was kind of raised with mm-hmm. to the trade because I didn't know the culture I was coming into. Um, so fast forward, you know, till now, you know, I've, like I said, spent my whole apprenticeship here in Southern California, um, working through several different contractors as linemen and foremen, um, general foreman, um, and then recently here, um, superintendent, you know, at uh, my previous employer, employer, and ultimately kind of taking a new opportunity here at Sturgeon um, as the director um, for T&D, and yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm having fun. Um, I, you know, I was able to come, a, come, come over here with... Um, kind of uh lessons learned from a lot of different places that I've worked mm-hmm. and now it's you know everybody's looking at you as the boss so to speak and you know humbly speaking you know I'm, I'm kind of not just your normal boss I guess I, I really am just a, a servant for our workforce I, mm-hmm. I really try to impress upon that you know try to try to be there for you yeah. know for our workers um but yeah that's kind of my story um enjoy what I do you know, I got no, no complaints. So that's me. Definitely. Uh, just listening to your story there, Raul, um, you got so many accolades, bro, to be proud of. And that's going to transition us into this topic that we want to talk about. Okay. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about pride. Okay. There's constructive pride and there's destructive pride. Okay. We're going to talk about both. On the one hand, to have pride means that a person is full of themselves, prideful. That is what we call destructive pride. I want to ask you, Raul, how would you describe destructive pride? How would you describe that? If I could just back up a little bit, I think this topic is, um, it's really dear to my heart as a, just as a manager, Mm -hmm. you know, and coming up through the trade because you're right, you know, pride is something that I think we, we just gain along the way, Mm -hmm. right? Even as you progress through steps, through your apprenticeship, you know, you're proud to make first step. Right. Second step. Now I can work on primary. Mm-hmm. Um, your first foreman job. Right. You're very proudful along the way. And I think that's a good quality. I do. Yeah. Um, I got a quote here for you. And, you know, Vince Lombardi said, you know, confidence is contagious. 
but so is a lack of confidence. Right. Mm, and I think, yeah. I think people want to be around confident people or proudful people. Mm-hmm. And I truly, I truly believe that because, um, you know, if you're confident, people can see that and they want to follow you. Mm-hmm. And that's really de- the definition of a good leader, you know, is people that want to follow you and, and, you know, build that workforce around that. Um, but to your point, you know, there's a whole other side of confidence too that can really get you in trouble. Yeah. And, I, and I've experienced this as a manager myself. Um, you know, deconstructive pride or the opposite of being, you know, confident is kind of being arrogant to yeah. it, you know, and into the fact that you don't, you stop listening. Right. And people, you know, people are telling you certain suggestions and I guess it's not even um, like on a job site or, you know, even in life, if, if people are telling you suggestions and you're not listening and you're not learning, well, you're, you're really, it's really, it's an, it's really negative, right? You're almost overconfident to where it causes problems. Mm. And I think a lot of times too, how, how many times have we had those apprentices where you don't even want to teach them anything because they think they know everything. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one, no one wants to know it all, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's where we're going with this is where I want to talk about how people sometimes mask that mm-hmm. with being overconfident. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it, it really turns out to arrogance. Yeah. So being confident, you know, you got to be confident as you know, as linemen, we know both linemen and, and you got to be confident in a lot of things. Your, your, your equipment, your, your, your processes, right. Your training. There's a lot of things you got to be confident in. When you start to be overconfident in those abilities and, like I said, and you're not, um, you know, you're not listening anymore. You're, you're, you start to cut corners, mm-hmm. you know, you start putting yourself at risk. Um, you know, and if somebody says, Hey man, slow down, like, you know, what's going on? Look, working a little fast today. Oh, I've done this a thousand times like this. Right. And, you know, when we look at, you know, kind of change topic a little bit, but we, when we look at incidents and we investigate incidents, David, like it's, um, Overconfidence does play into a lot of incidents, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I guess that's, you know, it's a, it's a human error trap that's out there, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a whole bunch of tools to help with that, to prevent that from happening. Cause I don't think there's one person out here that, that goes out to intentionally have an incident. I know that in my heart, you know, yeah. we're all, but then again, we're not human. We're, I mean, we're all humans, excuse me. We're not robots. And yeah. It takes certain tools to prevent overconfidence. And one of them is just communication. You know, it's effective communications. It's, it's peer checking. You know, it's like, it's being your brother's keeper, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we've talked about this before. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, and that's, I guess that's, that's, that's my message really is, you know, is to, is to listen sometimes mm-hmm. just take a step back and kind of be, we talked about being aware, mm-hmm. situational aware of your surroundings. You know, and how to, how to achieve that. And a lot of people don't know what that means. Yeah. No, and they don't. And the crazy part is I had this, like what I would call him a line daddy, right? One of the Mm -hmm. first things he would tell me is when you show up to a job, Dave, he's like, take a look around you. He's like, let's, 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 let's look at the saying, look up and live. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, use that, apply that but let's take it to a different level. He's like, let's look and see what can hurt you. And mind you, this guy was huge. I mean, he was like six, five, <laughs> like nothing can hurt you. <laughs> yeah. So what he was trying to get yeah. at is like, if something went bad, if one of these structures were to fall over, cause we're setting right. eight structures, right? Mm-hmm. They're already framed and we're setting them up and you had a bunch of apprentices, you know what I mean? Everybody's, you know, running around chaotic, you know? Right. And, uh, He'd always say, he's like, man, he's like, if this thing goes bad, the crane flips because we're in some bad terrain, right? He's like, pick your route. He's like, because I guarantee you, I know my route. And I'm going to run you over and I ain't going to stop. He's also pick your route, look around, take that with you and look and see what can hurt you. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. that, that's that level of awareness that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Being intentional. Yeah, that's uh. Sometimes, you know, like I said, as managers and, you know, being in the business, you know, sometimes we assume a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I hate to say that, but it's true. You know, even as a foreman, you know, I assume that, 
what I'm conveying to my guys, or my crew is exactly what, you know, I think they understand it, mm-hmm. but you don't really ask the open questions. And when we talk about situational awareness and we were talking a little bit about it a little mm-hmm. bit earlier, but you know, nobody really, really understands. And it took me a while and I'm not, I'm not the greatest at it, but I've read a lot of books and I've you know, listened to a lot of smart people more mm-hmm. than me. And you know, the biggest component of awareness like you're talking is, is, uh, that prediction. It's, mm-hmm. it's so true. You know, I mean, there's, you know, it's gathering information. It's a head on a swivel. Like you said, know your route, but it's really, it's really prediction. And if you can predict the outcome of what your actions are then you are cut in, mm. you are cut in to know that if I do X, this is what's going to happen. And it's no different than your message, you know, about being, you know, intentional is, I guess, to your point, what I'm talking about is mm-hmm. if you're intentional in life and you, you're dealing with certain things at your, at your household mm-hmm. and you know, we're all dads here. Um, like you need to be cut in situational aware, but know the outcome of your actions. Yes. And it's pretty simple, right? I mean, if you're disciplined and you're accountable and there's certain things you want to do, mm-hmm. then do it. It's not always going to be right, but at least un- understand where it may go. I guess my, to my point is what I'm trying to make, you know, is understand what, what's the outcome of, of your actions. Absolutely. And, and I love the way you tied that back into just being a father. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you said, I want to touch base on is sometimes we convey a message, like you said, to your guys and the way it comes out to you might not be necessarily the way they get it and receive it. Now let's take that a step further, Raul. Mm-hmm. What do we say when we tell our wives? Sometimes we don't convey, we're not communicating right with them in a proper way. We think we are. Right. I know, I know for me, mm-hmm. you know, I think I told my wife what I wanted her to do. You know what I mean? Word for word. And she's looking at me like a cow looks at a brand new cattle guard, you know, <laughs> just like, what did you say? And I'm like, I said this, 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 this. And she's like, no, that's not what you're saying. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same thing with our children. You know, when we think we're actually telling them something and we're cutting it short because we're not being intentional, we're kind of just half in and half out, you know, one foot in, one foot out, you right. know, right. we're sending them a mixed message, yeah. you know, so uh, I, I get hit the it. nail right on the head, brother, being intentional. <laughs> I get it. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably the worst at it at times. You're talking about family. You know, I, uh, I, I'm around guys most of the time and I'm around, you know, smart men and smart guys that do exceptional work for us. And mm-hmm. sometimes I take that for granted, you know, that I'm, that we're so cut in that when I get home, why aren't mm-hmm. you as cut in as me? You know, the guys I just left and me and my wife, you know, we miscommunicate all the time. We've been together 18 years mm-hmm. and we're comfortable around each other. Like, you know, we have no problem with speaking up and speaking our minds, but there's always that lack of um, misunderstanding at times instead of just saying, Hey, what did you mean? You know, mm-hmm. we do this thing called the uh, operation Readback, and I, yeah, I stole it from Jocko, but you know, he, um, you know, if we want to make sure mm-hmm. that your, that your team understands the mission, what do you do? You have them read back what you just said, mm-hmm. right? And you take the opportunities, you ask questions, but we don't do that with our own families, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I have an 11 year old and I, I try to set some expectations for her and we just miscommunicated the other day. And it was because I didn't ask her, you know, tell me what you understood about what we just talked about, mm-hmm. you know, and cause I just assumed it, you know, and that, that's talked, I guess that's called being comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, being comfortable um, without it could be the same as a crew too. You get comfortable around crew members. You get, you get really comfortable to where it's complacent. It's, it's get complacent. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and you're absolutely right, Raul. I mean, dude, I get it. Three point communication as linemen, as troublemen, you know, how many times do we have to relay messages back and forth with doc operation, especially when you're opening up a switch or whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's that three point communication. And uh, I had a past guest on here, and uh, he was an ex-LAPD hostage negotiator, and that's one of the things he touched on. He touched on three-point communication. And I started implementing that with my daughter, who's 14 years old. And at first, she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. You heard me, Dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but afterwards, you know, she was repeating it back to me, and then I'd repeat it back to her again, you know, letting yeah. her know, I'm listening to you. This is what I said. You know, and she started to get it. So now we do that now. That, that's one of the things that we're doing, and that's building our communication. Because for mm-hmm. the longest time, me being on the road, I lost those years with my daughter. Yeah. You know? I could, I could attend to that, man. Like, I, um, you know, starting, starting up Sturgeon here back in 2000, I don't know, 
15, 16. Um, we didn't get work until 2017, but I could, I could attend to that. I was, I was home, mm-hmm. you know, I was local, but we spent a lot of time in the office. And mm-hmm. when we weren't in the office, cause we're trying to build a company, right. And we're trying to get work and whatever bread comes, any breadcrumbs we could get just to, just to start our operation. Um, but yeah, my family took a toll on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not have been um, away, but I wasn't home either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was, my mind was someplace else. And so, yeah, that's, I guess that's a lessons learned. I know it's, I'm probably moving ahead, but um, with our discussion, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot of lessons learned on my part where I wish I would have um, got more engaged mm-hmm. or intentional to your point. You know, when I'm home, um, be home, yes. you know, and we do, we do employee spotlights. I know you've probably seen them sometimes on, on, on YouTube at California line works. And one of our employees, Lorenzo Saveo, he's great. You know, he, he says, uh, I'm a hundred percent at home. I'm at, I'm, and I'm a hundred percent at work. Like he does full time at home and he's full time at work and he's able to get things done and he's more, he's more accomplished for that. And I respected that so much. And I never really even heard that. And you know, he, he runs our traffic and how, how insightful is that? You know, like mm-hmm. he just, he's, he, he was right. And I failed to do that building this company and building up what we had here and, you know, kind of how far we've come. So no, I just, I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, mm-hmm. to your point. Yeah. And the great thing is, you know, we're not, we never get this blueprint as fathers, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with line work. You know, we were never born, you know what I mean? With the knowledge of line work, right? We have right. to practice, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with fathering. You know, I had a past guest that said that don't let a bad moment ruin the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Bad things happen, mm-hmm. you know, learn from it and move on. Right. Right. You know, so. Oh yeah. We're all going to, we're all going to make mistakes and you know, we just can't keep making the same mistakes. And that's, I've, I mean, I say that to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, learning from mistakes, you gotta, I was just on a conference call right now with the, you know, with the, some of our team members and, and we did, we made a huge mistake. And I said, the first thing we got to do guys is admit it. Let's admit we made the mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. And you got to learn from it and you can't repeat it. You know, it's like those three things. And that's what I try to carry myself on is just as being a leader. No one's perfect guys. Yeah. You just got to learn from us, communicate, you know? Um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's part of the, one of the three core values at the show up dad. It's being intentional. It's being committed and it's being responsible. And the one you just talked about is being responsible, mm-hmm. being responsible enough as a man to say, Hey, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When we freak out on our children, you know, mm-hmm. when we're a man enough to be like, Hey, I'm sorry. We're conveying a message to them saying that, Hey, we're not perfect. We make mistakes just like you do. But I'm big enough as an adult because parenting is left for the adults. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we're big enough to say that to them, we're actually teaching them to take ownership, take, take responsibility. So they're not panning it off later on in life yeah. when, you know, stuff hits the fan, when uh, a deal doesn't go through, they're not saying it's because of this and they're making excuses. How many people make excuses nowadays <laughs> they don't want to take ownership dude yeah it's easy yeah i mean you can take and i, I agree with you 100 percent. like the ownership piece you know it's i've been around a lot of people and it's 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 easy to to have ownership in the problem mm-hmm. sometimes what's hard is the ownership and the resolution on how to fix the problem mm. right and people can point and tell you everything you're doing wrong yeah you know we get that all the time i mean I'm like that way even at home. I can go, I can pick my, my house apart, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my wife will check me and be like, well, how are you going to fix it? You know, let's talk about how you're going to fix it. Right. And I think if we all had that same mentality, even our, even our culture now mm-hmm. is when we, when we see a problem, let's fix it. And there's, a, I mean, to your point about being, you know, cutting, you know, cutting corners and putting ourselves at risk, mm-hmm. you know, cause we're too proud to, to listen or learn or, or take criticism. You know, I mean, that's, that's really what being a good lineman is, is that sometimes you got to say, I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's a good apprentice right there. It says, man, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and he let it show me how to do that. And I think if we were, if even as a father, it's okay to some, at some time to, to say, I don't know. Exactly. And get the information. And, and so you can, you can answer the question or deal with the situation in a positive way that mm-hmm. influences, you know, so that it, you look back at it and you say, man, I was, 
was a, you know, back to awareness prediction mm-hmm. and looking back at it and saying, man, I, I really thought that through this time. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of where I didn't make that, that, you know, that sound decision. And mm-hmm. I've learned from my mistakes along the way, you know, being in management. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess it's um, something we all have to learn from. It's not easy. No. It's definitely not easy. No, it is. And it's awesome to hear your humility too. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, here you are, you know, you've, people could look at you and be like, man, this guy is really at the pinnacle of everything. Right. But the level of humility, uh, excuse me, humility that you carry mm-hmm. is something to, to stand on you. That, that's amazing. You know what I mean? And it's I appreciate good, that. good leaders. Mm-hmm. You're conveying that to your men. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what we're trying to get away from. You know, it's it's good to take pride in your work because that's what we're taught, right? Yeah, from early on. From early on. Mm-hmm. Take pride in your work. Square that washer away. You know, yeah. Diamonds are for girls. You know what I mean? All, all <laughs> the stuff that we grew up, you know. And uh, yeah, I um, I'm, I totally get where you're going with it, man. Like, you know, being a good leader and getting people to want to follow you. Like, mm-hmm. if you're arrogant and you have an answer for everything, that, that goes so far. In our business, it does. Like, you know, it's really easy to, to um, you know, to gravitate towards that. But if you, if you could get people to follow you and, and, and you're humble, mm-hmm. and it's almost like people work harder for you. Yes. Because you're listening to them. You're listening to the problems. You're not trying to just, you know, shoot from the hip, you know, to, to make an answer or make, you know, make yourself, you know, hear yourself talk, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm not that way. Um, but, you know. People will work harder for you, like I said, but they will also, like, if they make a mistake, they'll almost feel like they let you down mm. a little bit, right? And it makes them work a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing in, as in family. You know, we really try to strive the culture of being humble in our household. Mm-hmm. You know, let's listen to each other. And I think that's a, that's a good point, what you're saying. Like, you have to drive that humility because that's the good pride you're talking about. You know, it's not being, it's not being um, overconfident. Mm-hmm. having an ego. Yes. Nobody wants to listen to that. No. no. I no. mean, we got to have some swagger. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you got, you got to have some swagger and when you know the right answer, you run with it. Mm-hmm. But there's that balance, that fine line that you're talking. Absolutely. And I, I want to read something to you mm-hmm. real quick, brother. Okay. It says, um, it's a definition I, I found. Okay. Uh-huh. It says any person who overestimates themselves, their awareness, knowledge, skills, and accomplishments boastful. This is the kind of pride we're talking about. This is the one that masks itself with, uh, away from low self-worth. Okay. This is that pride that we talk about that gets people hurt. But that being said, Raul, I think it's safe to say that as husbands, fathers, tradesmen, we've all have fallen victim to this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do to keep from falling into this destructive type of pride? Hmm. That's a, that's a really good question there, mm-hmm. Dave. Um, so I can go back to something that I learned a while ago and, you know, f- I don't know, failure is fertilizer, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's a, it's a comment that I've used throughout my career and I, you know, I wasn't always the fastest lineman. Always, there wasn't the best, you know, general foreman, the best superintendent, you know, and, but I learned from my mistakes you know, and I, I really, I firmly believe that if you can take those failures and learn from them mm-hmm. and admit to them and discuss them openly, you know, even, even at, when you're at home, I think that's, there's some, there's some, there's some value in that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and once you get that value or that, you know, that foundation base that you're trying to, you know, let people know that you haven't made a mistake, I think people and even relationships gather towards that. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can have all the rules and tools and all the work in the world. And I, and I realized a long time ago that if you don't have the good people, you can be the best leader out here, but if you don't have good people, mm-hmm. you ain't have nothing. You don't have, I mean, it's the people that do the work, right? It's the, it's the, it's the people that'll, that'll make you or break you. Yes. And I guess that's what we're doing here is really trying to, to build that foundation of humility. Right. And, mm-hmm and a lessons learned and cultivate a culture of improvement, right? And to mm-hmm. constantly improve. And when you identify something that there's a problem, let's say something, let's fix it, right? Because no organization is perfect. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And if you can effectively communicate, um, with your, with your coworkers, with your, uh, with your crews and with your guys. And then and if you, and if you can balance that out mm-hmm. with what you're doing, you know, with the, with a balanced family life and, you know, be intentional at home and understand why we're out here working. I think if you can, if you can funnel that with a good leader and a good, uh, company, mm-hmm. I think there's, I think there's some value in sustainability, right? I think there's some, I think you can go a long way with that. I think our whole industry mm-hmm. can go a far, a, a lot, a lot further, you know, being more successful. So, yeah, I guess I don't know if that answered your question, but that's where, that's kind of where I'm at with it. No, mm-hmm. no, you answered it perfectly, brother. And, uh, man, I heard this quote. I think John Maxwell is the one that said it. He said that people don't care how much you know unless they know how much you really care. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's yeah. such a, a great quote because it's it's true. I mean, if you're... You, you can be a brain, you could be this line God or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter. It only gets you so far if you're mistreating your people, you know, cause like you mm-hmm. touched on it, your crew's the one that makes you, you know, every good foreman I knew it was a crew, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. He had his, you know, he quarterbacked the thing, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. but it was his crew and he was able to, utilize the strengths as a, as a leader, you know, right. we're called to see your strengths and weaknesses. Right. Yeah. And some of the best foremen I've ever had were able to do that. They weren't the fastest, they weren't the strongest, they weren't, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but they had charisma and they're able to rally around their guys and get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. Even if the guy didn't know anything, but going in with the pressure digger and punching holes, that's all he can <laughs> do. Well, this guy would get you. And he would tell you, you run with it. Go, baby, go. Right. And he made you feel good about that. Mm-hmm. And that guy got that good pride that we're talking about, and he wanted to do a good job, and he did. I mean, this guy was, we're setting 17 structures a day, dude, eight structures. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's pretty darn good. That's <laughs> <It's> real good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just had the, the digger in front of us because he couldn't do anything right. at all. You know, he, can, he could build a right away, but he didn't know how to operate a crane or nothing, dude. So this guy would go and he'd punch holes, dude, get them perfectly level for us, go ahead of us and just dig and dig and dig. And we were able to, you know, succeed as a crew because this lineman, this foreman knew how to be a leader. He knew the value in people. He saw Mm -hmm. what they were good at. And I think that's what we need to do as fathers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's take that a step further, Raul. Not every kid is the same. You know, I got three kids Mm -hmm. and each one is different. They're individuals, right? So my same parenting that I do for my daughter to my youngest son is going to be completely different. Yeah, it's going to be unique to them. Yes, exactly. It's going to be tailored, right? So it's the same thing with the guys we work for in the Mm -hmm. trade. Right. And we got to find their strengths and weaknesses and try to capitalize on their strengths. At the same time, try to help them with those weaknesses. And that's a you're talking about i mean that's why i think you're highly successful in what you're doing is because you're able to see that as a good leader yeah i think it's um i appreciate that i do i I appreciate the compliment i um i think it's a lot to do with you know observations right we talked about it i think it's it's you know you talk about being you know caring Mm -hmm. you know and it's not just the leader but it's the crew right it's like if we're working together Mm -hmm. And I know there's just not something you're just, just not right. And we've worked together for a long time. And let's face it, like we're going to work around guys we want to work around. The work's so good. I mean, there's 50 standing calls for us here locally. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not where you want to be, then there's a problem because there's work everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I can, and you know, to your point, if, you know, if we care more about each other and we're working together and we know something's just not right, mm-hmm. we should say something. Yes. We should say something to each other because, Ultimately, when we, when we talk about incidents, just overall, mm-hmm. David, like we talk about incidents, it takes, it really takes two things, right? And we, I'm not the smartest one that came up with this. Obviously I've, I've talked to people, we've done a lot of, uh, soul searching and, um, you know, with my, with ourselves and it really takes two things, right? It takes, um, a deviation from a rule, mm-hmm. right? And it also takes a, a human error event. Right. Those two things combined equate for like 94% of all injuries and, and, and all lines of business. I'm not just talking line work. I'm talking, 
you know, civil vegetation, you know, any type of work. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, the human error piece is so critical in our business because that's, that could, that's so much. It's what's going on at home, mm-hmm. right? What's going on, what's going on with me today, right? What am I thinking about? You know, what's my, what's my motivation today? Mm-hmm. And to your point, like if, if, if we're working together and, and we care about each other, like you should be able to see that I'm not cut in. Yes. And that when we're up there transferring primary or, you know, I may be the foreman, I'm looking up at my guys and they're just something not right. We got to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to, we got to get cut in, you know? And I think if we did that more to your point, you know, mm-hmm. I think, I think we'd have less incidents in, in, in our whole entire industry. And we hear about them all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And if you look at, if you hear the incidents, you know, that just, you come across, it's, it's those two things line up, you know, there's a rule violation or a deviation from something or a policy or procedure. Mm-hmm. And somebody just made a mistake, you know, and that's just, I think if we, if we, and it's a math equation, you take mm-hmm. one of them away, you're, I mean, you got a 50% chance less of having an incident or an injury. And I know we got families listening. If I said that, if I said we were going to train people and do things in that such manner to get, you know, the end user, the lineman, those tools to prevent, you know, a human error event, that's a huge 50% chance, like less likely to get hurt. That's a, I'm sure everybody would sign up for that. Um, and I, you know, I, those are some of the, just some of the positive things that I, I think you get from a culture when you care mm. to your point. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I think when, when we show them that we care, right. Mm-hmm. We're showing that we're not coming from a place. We're not operating from a place of arrogance, which is also pride. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're saying, Hey, you know, like prime example would be you, you're a boss. Yeah. You go out and visit the cruise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know how many times I had some of the better bosses that I've worked for when they came to the crew. You know what I mean? Did you show up? Not, not to bird dog you, not to tell you what you're doing wrong. Just to talk. Just to talk. Bring you some donuts, some coffee. Hey, guys, <laughs> what are you doing, man? You guys doing a good job, yeah. bro? Right on, you know? Yeah. Obviously, with, you know, me, when I was pushing, <laughs> I would, you know, that was the role I had on my crew. You're coming out of you're, you're bringing something. Yeah, you're bringing something <laughs> in. We stop all work. Maybe you'll get that's, the hint. That's you know still the case now <laughs> when I show I mean? up. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all stop when yeah. I show up too. <laughs> so, but I mean, mm-hmm. it, that just has so much value, dude. When we're yeah. let's let's take that back. So, when you're showing them that you care, like we talked about that quote from John Maxwell, mm-hmm. you know, people are more, you know, they're they're the more privy to want to just open up to you. And share their lives with you, you know what I mean? And, and want to work better for you mm-hmm. versus this burnout that most guys are getting. You know, I mean, this job is crazy, dude. You know, you got guys who are working 24 and eights, you know what I mean? They're working 24, out for eight, come back the next day, do it again, you know, and mm-hmm. great money, whatever. But at what level, I mean, that's already a, such a crazy level that they're operating at, right? Oh, yeah. Now let's go ahead and add into a job that, you dislike the person that you're working for, you know, how much does that add to you? You know what I mean? It just starts doing this pyramid, you know what I mean? To where it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Now, if you're a good boss, they're going to want to work great for you. You know what I mean? If you're showing them you care, if you're telling them, Hey dude, you look kind of tired today, bro. I'll go up. Yeah. You know, right. those are, those are some of the best linemen I've ever worked for. Best, best foreman, you know, and they're like, Hey dude, something's not right. You're cool. You know, you stay on the ground today. Yeah. Stay yeah. on the ground. I'll go up. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's a, that's a very positive message. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if they still do that. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I think so. I think they're still working. Uh, our guys are working a lot of time to yeah. your point, you know, and I think fatigue sets in, you know, and I think, you know, there is a, there is a prideful um, culture out there and overconfidence that says, oh, I can work all these hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can continue to work and work and work and, you know, I work some more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you got to have that balance, Yes, you know, I, you just got to have that, that family life balance that kind of self checks you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, why are, why are you working so much? Why are we working so much? I mean, we, you know, we have to, we all got families. We all got, we all, pro, we're all providers, mm-hmm. you know, but there's gotta be a limitation. You know, there's gotta be, I mean, you work too much. It just, it just adds fatigue. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, and fatigue is a, a, a huge error, human error, you know, reason that things happen. Yes. You know, I mean, if you're fatigued, you just, you don't, you, you get complacent, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 uh, 
I met a, a gentleman a long time ago. Um, he's dead now. Um, rest in peace, uh, Bill Damp. He's a he's an exceptional speaker. I, I'm actually met him at the Lyman's Rodeo years ago, mm-hmm. and you know he said something that that really really woke me up to that. He says, you know, safety is hard work. You know, and I looked at him, and I've always heard the opposite of that. You know, once you get good at safety, you know, it's second nature. But if you really think about it, you know, safety takes a little longer. It's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, if if you're if you're gonna put on more cover, it takes longer. If you're gonna if you're gonna test in ground several different locations, you got to set up more. You know, and there's there's different. You know, job briefings take longer, and you know, there's there's certain steps that just take longer, mm-hmm. right? And and he he made sense with that because now it's you know if we're fatigued. And there's and, and safety takes longer and it's harder work. Well, now we start picking and choosing, <laughs> prioritizing mm-hmm. what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. And he made a lot of sense. And so we had him come out and talk to all our guys. And and then uh, you know he kept he kept talking and he says, uh, you know, um, safety is not a priority. And I and I, I was looking at him like, are you crazy? Like, no, safety is is the number one priority. And he's like, no, safety is a value. Mm. You know, uh, priorities change, you know, to, to your point right now. And he, you know, you know, as things change in our, in our daily lives or careers and even the job steps of a, of a normal crew, if safety is a priority, you're going to shift that around, you know, especially if you're rushed or if you're fatigued. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but if it's a value to you, it doesn't change. We do it this way every time, no matter if we're tired, mm-hmm. no matter if we got time pressure no matter what's going on, we may have a distraction on the job, mm-hmm. right? We safety is a value. We follow our procedures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it makes sense. It made sense to me at the time. You know, like I said, he, he was a, he was a, he was a smart man. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so yeah. And, and I was going with that, but that makes total sense too. Cause mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I don't know how many times as a hand, you know, we always think, you know, why are we doing this again? Why are we doing this again? Why are we doing this again? <laughs> but like you said, I mean, practice, 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 yeah. you know, just in, you know, even in the military, when I was in the military, you know, we used to practice, thank practice, you. practice, mm-hmm. right. Th- you know, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, for me, the big game never came, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was in the dry years. It's what we called it. But yeah. nevertheless, you practice, you practice, and practice, you practice good habits. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to, ask you something uh-huh. real quick brother now that we both talked a little bit about pride and stuff like that and the results and results of it right mm-hmm. you know um we both can agree that it's it's rooted in arrogance right, right. bad pride mm-hmm. okay do you believe that if we change our perception and start seeing this type of pride as negative we can start helping men stop taking those unnecessary risks that lead to death and dismemberment if we change that culture Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, you know, I think our business is, you know, it's very, uh, it's very hazardous, right? Mm-hmm. Our business is very hazardous, but if you follow the rules and you do what's expected of you, it, you know, we mitigate those hazards mm-hmm. along the way. And, but it takes procedures, you know, we call them layers of protection, mm-hmm. right? We call them, you know, the job briefing is a layer of protection. Mm-hmm. Right. You get up and there's procedures in the air, the layers of protections or whatever job you're doing, layers of protection. And every time you start removing those layers of protection, mm-hmm. you're more likely to have an event. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're relying just on your final layer of protection, which is your PPE, you've lost a lot of things along the way. But mm-hmm. before that, there's the job briefing. There's the culture, to your point, is, mm-hmm. you know, the criticism or how are we approaching this job? You know, asking the questions, be having a questioning attitude. You know, not being arrogant to where I've done this a thousand times. We're not going to have a job briefing today. Let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead. You go start work. I'm going to fill this out and I'll bring it to you and we're going to sign it later. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we've done it so much. You know, you start cutting corners. So, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're if you can check the ego, Mm -hmm. check the pride, you know, and we're talking about work right now. But I think it I think you can take that home, too. Yeah, I think we'll probably get to that. Um, If you can if you check that at the job. Um, yeah, I think I absolutely think that I think if, if people use their awareness and, you know, there's certain human performance tools out there too, that help check that mm-hmm. it's, it's effective communication, it's peer check, you know, it's being your brother's keeper, it's self check. Um, like I said, questioning attitude, all those things help mm-hmm. with that prideful 
you know, um, attitude. Yes. So now we talked a little bit about, you know, pride, self-worth, arrogance, right? Now, arrogance, I've heard it being said that it's rooted in low self-worth. So with that being said, what do you feel we can do as fathers to help our children with their self-esteem? What do you do? Hmm. Well, I got a, like I said, 11 year old, just yeah. to remind you. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Obviously as a, as a, as a young lady growing up, I think self-esteem is, is so critical right now for her. Right. I mean, especially now, um, she has to be able to hold a conversation, right. She has to be able to be intellectual enough to, um, not just speak with others, but to carry herself well as, you know, as a young mm-hmm. lady. Um, but I think, I don't know, we have to, we have to be slow to criticize. Um, but we also need to be quick to give a compliment at times, you Mm -hmm. know, and let them know that we're, that we're not just gonna to, uh, just criticize them all the time, you Mm -hmm. know, because then, then our kid, you know, our kids or my kids just start shutting me off, you know? And so I think that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. is to use some of the, t- you know, some of the things we've talked about today, being, you know, being humble. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a ton to learn in accountability and responsibility and discipline because that's how I was raised. Yeah. Right? It was a very strict home. Um, we, we read the Bible, right? We, we did certain things at certain times. We were, we were in team sports. So, you know, it's going to tie it back in is there's a lot to learn in that. Now I have one daughter, so I don't have a son, but yeah. as a young lady, I can tell you, I get more from just, um, talking with her, mm-hmm. then I would criticize her. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If, if I don't, if I don't, um, agree with something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just last night we were, we, we like to read together. And that's one of the things that we do is to try to get her, you know, get, just to get the conversation going on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading a book, she reads a book and we talk about it. Well, she was getting down to the end of her book and I was just telling Paul this story just a little bit ago. And and she's like, okay, I'm done. And I'm, and I just asked the question, I'm like, what do you mean you're done? Like there's another book. And we were, we were well within our 30 minutes, obviously. And she was, she was thinking she was done because the book's done. I'm like, no, there's, there's another book right there. We need to pick up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's just, a, it was just, I didn't jump all over it. Cause that's one of my weaknesses is I'm really um, quick to, you know, jump all over something, mm-hmm. you know, and deal with it. And sometimes not think, think a lot of things through, unfortunately, but um, yeah, I, um, yeah, it was just, it was a conversation. It was, it was good to, just to talk and to hear her opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And she picked it up right away and she started reading again because we had talked through it, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's the, um, to answer your question, to be slow to criticize, but quick to commend. Quick you know? to commend. Yes. I like that. I like that. Um, I had a past guest talk about how when we're overcritical with our daughters, it just totally just destroys them. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I've, I've seen that evident in other guys that are line hands as well. You know what I mean? To where, I mean, you know, as linemen, mm-hmm. we're always, come on, do it this way. No wasted moves, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Well, that's how we were raised. Right. Yeah. Well, he tried mm-hmm. to do that same thing in his parenting with, mm-hmm. with his daughter. And it just totally just destroyed her, dude. I mean, to where he pushed her completely away. Yeah. You know, and now he's, he's having to try to regain her trust. Dude. Yeah. And with daughters, like little boys are different. Okay. Little boys, they need to have that structure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They need it. And then they'll have the relationship. Mm-hmm. Daughters need to have the relationship first. Yeah. And then they'll do anything you, anything you say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's, that's kind of where I try to go with my uh, daughter is I try to. I try to portray or, you know, or predict like, this is Uh where, where you can be not necessarily where you are right now, but this is what you can look forward to, Mm -hmm. you know? And I do that a lot with her and, and you're right to your point. Like the relationship is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not there all the time. I'm not fortunate enough to be there, you know, every minute of the day, but when I'm there, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to build that relationship, you know, and give her a good example, you Mm -hmm. know, to, to look at and see, wow, my dad works pretty hard. You Mm -hmm. know, he's, you know, there's some things that I obviously have to fix, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to give her just something to admire or look up to. 
Mm. This is what I'm what I'm trying to do. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. And I think um, I had this one quote that was in the utility that I used to work at. And uh, he used to write these. Uh, he had a dry erase board, right? He was the superintendent. Mm-hmm. And uh, every superintendent has a dry erase board. Well, you had it, you know, you had like this quote for the day or Proverbs or whatever, you know, and uh, he had this one quote that I I kept in memory. And this was probably like seven years ago, man. And it said, be the man who they think you are. And you can transpire that to anything. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Be that man who they think you are. Your children think you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they think you're no matter what's going on. Yeah, exactly. You could, you could. You could portray anything you want at that point. Exactly. Yeah, they don't need to know every single detail, mm-hmm. right? You can make it positive or, you know, if you have a terrible day at work and, and yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an art, man. Like yeah. that's hard to do. Like, you know, cause a lot of people wear their, their work on their sleeves when they get home, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, it's definitely an art to, you know, to make it to where you, you're that better person. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, people look up to you. So, hmm. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot, bro. Um, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. real quick, Raul. Yeah. I know we're running out of time. Um, do you believe that today's society is where it is because we have been taught that life has little to no value? Okay. It is no wonder people are taking unnecessary shortcuts. They don't necessarily value life. They don't weigh the risks and repercussions that it carries. And I tie that into pride. Okay, because when you're really being prideful and arrogant and you're taking these risks and cutting corners, right? Mm -hmm. You're really saying you don't value your own life. You you don't very in in a nutshell, right? Yeah, yeah. Indirectly, you're saying I don't really care. I'm going to do this. Yeah, I think it's man. This is tough because like like I've told you before, like I've Mm -hmm. I've investigated a lot of incidents throughout multiple companies and. I can tell you that I don't think anybody intentionally yeah. goes out to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. I know that because I, I just don't think that that's even possible. But I mm-hmm. do think that people have a, so much going on in their lives mm-hmm. and there's bad habits along the way. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that there's some bad habits that lead into those, those shortcuts, right? Because mm-hmm. that's how we were taught. We were taught early age. Yeah. As apprentices, that's how things get done. And you still see it to this day. You know, you see an apprentice doing something that his lineman allows him to do. Well, he's just, he's showing him the culture of how we do it. Mm-hmm, right. And mm-hmm. it just goes on and on and on. But to my point, I don't think anybody intentionally goes out to break a rule. But I do think that we, ha- we all have to be aware of our mental capabilities and being fit for duty. When it's time to work, it's time to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the b- human brain can only take so much, David, at a time. Yeah. You know, they call that marble management. Right. And it's, it's five, six, seven things at once. Well, when you have your brain already, you know, just overloaded mm-hmm. with family, financial, um, you know, what's going on in the world, with my kids. And then now you add a, a critical procedure to that on top of that, that may have multiple steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really setting yourself up to have a mental, you know, um, a human error really quick. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's where we need to get better is to identify those things. And when it's time to work, it's time to work. It's time to be cut in. Mm-hmm. And you have to use some of the tools or the layers of protection, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. to make sure that certain things are done certain ways. And the good crews that don't have incidents, they're out there. Like, yeah. I, I'm talking on a, right now, this conversation, you know, a small percentage. There's a lot of good crews that do this every day that don't have incidents. It's because they're mentally cut in. Mm-hmm. They're doing effective communication and brother's keeper um, performance tools and they don't even know it, mm-hmm. but they do it the same way every time. And it's because they follow the procedures and they, and they get, and they build good habits. Right. And I've mm-hmm. seen it, I've seen it across, I mean, multiple companies that I've worked for. And I think that's where we need to get back to is, you know, when we start our, at the job briefing, we have our job briefing and we're talking about the job. Let's talk about our awareness. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we're thinking about. Let's talk about what's the next, how's this job's going to go down. Let's talk about what could happen, you know, to my point about prediction. Mm-hmm. I think if we do that better, I think, you know, we can, we can help remove or eliminate or reduce some mm-hmm. of the incidents that occur. Absolutely. And to just even add to that, I mean, as, as children, right, as men, mm-hmm. we're always taught, you know, don't share our emotions. 
And we, we learned that at a young age, right? Through sports, you know, you fall down, you get hurt. <laughs> you know, what do they tell you? You know, give you a pat on the butt. Get up and go. Get up and go. Get yeah. back in there. Don't cry. Yeah. You know, big boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. So I think that really affects us now to when we're men, we still take that same mentality with us to where when we're actually dealing with pain or hurt, you know what I mean? Like a prime example would be like something's going on in the home mm-hmm. and it's really tearing you up and you're too prideful to say anything to your, your, your bucket buddy. Yeah. You're actually putting that dude in a bind yeah. unnecessarily. Right. Because now, instead of communicating that to him because you're too prideful, and, and you don't even have to go to him. You can go to your foreman. You can go to your wife, whatever, whatever situation. Just talk to somebody, please. Because yeah. if, like you said, if you're not clipped in, you're putting your crew at risk. Mm-hmm. Because you're not 100% there, dude. How many times have we said it? Be where your feet are, right? Yeah. Yep. Not just at work, but in life, too. Exactly. You know, and it's easy to not pay attention it's easy to you know lose that um awareness it's really Mm -hmm. easy to do that you know but like you said we got to use the tools and we got to we got to we got to rely on each other Mm -hmm. and we got to rely on our training right Mm -hmm. and what tells us you know what to do and how to do it Mm -hmm. you know and not not deviate from that like Mm -hmm. we got to be disciplined you know we got to we got to we got to hold ourselves accountable absolutely absolutely man this has been a yeah super awesome podcast brother I mean, <laughs> so much value. <laughs> this has been great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, we, we barely just started scraping the surface on this. I mean, we can go on for another two hours here about <laughs> pride and arrogance and, you know, the good, we didn't even get to talk about really like good pride when we allow mm-hmm. others to, to build this up, you know what yeah. I mean? Instead of building ourselves up and beating our chest and ah, I'm lineman, hear me roar or whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, when others start talking good about you and start giving those out of boys, you know what yeah. I mean? Let, yep. let, let them do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just do your job. I had this um, one foreman, super awesome dude, looked like Mike Ditka. I mean, he was back in the day when linemen were huge, you know? Mm-hmm. This guy was so freaking strong that when he would twist on the 15 kV glass, he would pop it right off the insulator. You like, he'd bike <laughs> it. And he would hand it to you. He did that on purpose, right? And he would hand it to you. Just so you'd freak out. And he'd be like, they just don't make them like they used to, do they? And she's like, what the? You know what I mean? And this guy was huge, you know? And, and you know, needless to say, he, he pulled me to the side one day and he tells me, he's like, look, Dave, when you walk down these halls, you want to do the best darn job you can do. If they put you on the thumper, they put you on an underground crew, they put you with us on the heavy overhead or on, you know, downtown in the yeah. duck banks or whatever, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, you do the best you can do. Yeah. He's like, a lot of these guys, if you notice, they walk down the hall. He's like, they can't look at you in the eye. He's like, because they know that they didn't do the best that they can do. Yeah. He's like, don't be that guy. And yeah. I take that with me wherever I go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, and that's, I think that's a healthy level of pride. Taking pride in yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Knowing your limitations, obviously. Mm-hmm. Knowing when you're sick. Knowing when you're hurt. You know what I mean? And knowing when something's bothering you, be like, hey, time out. Let's regroup. Right. Right. It's that, uh, we call it uh, positive reinforcement. Yes. And you're doing that. He he did that naturally. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And I agree with you totally. Absolutely. Well, right on, Raul. Thank you once again, dude, for just having me out here and coming on this podcast and making it happen, dude. This Mm -hmm. has been super, super beneficial, dude. And I know it's going to provide tremendous value to our listeners, brother. Thank you. So what I want to do today is I want to ask you to share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you, brother. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, they can reach us at, um, find us at the, uh, on our Instagram at California Lineworks, um, YouTube, uh, and Facebook all at California Lineworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently just, um, started a new podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the power element. Uh, we had our first episode here a little while ago. Um, we had a great time with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to continue it and get that effective communication out to all of our guys out there in the entire workforce. Mm. So thank, I want to tell you, thank you for coming out. Um, appreciate you, you know, traveling your family out here <laughs> um, from New Mexico and looking forward to dinner tonight. Um, looking forward to meeting you and, you know, just appreciate it, David. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. And uh, this, once again, this podcast is brought to you by obviously California Line Works out mm-hmm. here, you know, um, KDAZ 96.9. 
um, Line 1-1 one, one Clothing, The Modern Day Tradesman, and uh, Monzingo Knives. Those are our sponsors, man. And I just want to thank you guys and hope this blesses all of you guys out there, man. And once again, be safe and be that show up dad. Right on. Thank you.